Welcome to No Borders with Brian and Carrie. We are really excited to be starting this venture with a podcast. This is brand new to us, our very first episode. And so in this episode, what we really want to get started with is just kind of giving you an introduction of who we are, what we do, why we're starting a podcast, and kind of what got us started on the adventure that we are on. Right. Now, I'm Brian of the two of us. I've got three daughters who live in Florida, Arizona, and Washington State. So they're kind of scattered around the country, 33, 31, and 22. Mm -hmm. So I've raised my kids that are out of the house, and uh, that is how I am able to do what I'm doing with Carrie. Right, so I am 53, I have two kids, and I have three grandkids, and all of my family for the most part is actually still centralized here in my hometown of Bellingham, Washington. So when we come home, it's very easy for me because I can pretty much see everybody. Yeah, I've been lucky the last couple of years, they've come to me. Now that might not happen every year. So also a little bit about kind of what, because we get this question of what did we do for work prior to leaving, Um, because we actually both really enjoyed our jobs. It had nothing with us deciding to leave. It was actually a hard decision. So I worked for the city that we live in, uh, and I just did, I did administrative work and loved the job that I had. I miss it at times still, miss the people, um, but I very much, uh, yeah, I enjoyed my job. You enjoyed your job. I enjoyed mine as well. I, I worked, I felt like I worked with and four friends of mine. Mm. I was in the beer and wine business, so I was a salesperson who uh, went out and sold uh, beer, wine, liquor, whatever you might need. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we did love our jobs. It was just, um, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Yeah, we were looking for that change. So now kind of want to get into a bit about what brought us to making the big decision of leaving all of it and walking away and starting a life of full-time travel. I think part for me it was it was um, affordability, mm-hmm. what I was spending each month uh, to live in Bellingham, um, what I was doing on my weekends. Um, it became repetitive. My job became repetitive, and I was looking for something new. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity came up well before I thought it would. But uh, here we are. Now, when we left. Uh... We had this idea, actually, Brian had the idea he wanted to do YouTube. I was going to do a blog, Um, but we went ahead and just jumped on board of doing YouTube. And within the first week, so we get our one-way ticket to Spain, where it hit the road, and within a week, we put out our first YouTube video. Yeah, we thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. We We, thought it was going to be easy. We each had a camera. We each had a computer. We each uh, were going to edit a video and put it all together and then put it on YouTube and we quickly found out that it's not it that, that easy. Way. It doesn't work no. that way. <laughs> um, the gear that we started with is completely different for the most part on what we have now. And uh, yeah, things have changed a lot. Right. And, you know, so we started out with that, with the idea that hopefully we would make a little bit of money doing it, um, really just to subsidize uh, a little bit of our travels. And thank goodness it has turned out that way. It it has done well for us. We enjoy doing it. It gives us something to do while we're on the road. Uh, And so kind of a little about our videos and kind of what our YouTube channel is about is you know, we started out just bringing location-based videos. We were just right. bringing location, and then we would do a cost breakdown video. I would say we still kind of do that. We do the location, but we do a lot more based on people who are also looking 
at the information on how to how to travel full time, like what's involved. Right. We, and we we were smart enough from the beginning. The one thing that we did do right in the very beginning was focus on the budget, mm -hmm. and we still do. Yeah. So that very is so. kind of what our channel is all about. But we've added a lot to it, mm -hmm. um, tricks along the way, um, how we do this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. um, but budget is always the uh, the base of our videos. Yeah, the costs are, are really a focal point just right. because for us, when we were looking at starting doing full-time travel, that was such a huge question that we had because people watch some of our full-time travel, like our cost breakdown for an entire time that we say spend in Italy. And to them, Italy may not be the best advantage yeah. example because it's pretty expensive, but say our cost breakdown of what it cost us to be in Turkey. Um, and they see how incredibly affordable that lifestyle is. And then it just kind kind of makes it like, oh, to other people, oh, we could actually do this or we could retire early right. as well. This is well. realistic. And this is something, if I say it all the time, if they can do it, so can I. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what our videos are about. Mm -hmm. Now, not everybody can do it the way we do it. Not everybody will want to do it the way to we travel. do it. To travel yeah. the way we do. Um, but then there are others that uh, figure they can. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. So at this point, we have now been to 19 countries, uh, and we have really loved every place we've gone to. We've pushed yeah. our pushed ourselves into areas that we may not have originally. First off, they would have never been on our list if we were just doing vacations. Right. If they would not have been on our list if we were just doing vacations, mm -hmm. they would not have been um, obtainable. Mm -hmm. um, we also would not have gone unless there was COVID. Right. Or the Schengen zone. Mm -hmm. We had to get out of this Schengen zone. Um, and because of COVID, we couldn't go to Argentina was the original plan. Yeah. So we ended up in Romania. Well, we fell in love with Romania. Mm -hmm. To this day, we love Romania. Love Romania. It's yeah. a very cool place to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so put it on your list. Yeah. So I think that um, we've we've it's forced us doing the travel that we do when we can stay in places for longer stretches. And, and like I said, having to get out of the Schengen zone, it's pushed us into those areas that we would have never in our life ever traveled to, which has been a lot of fun. Montenegro, mm -hmm. Albania, Bosnia. some of these, Bosnia, yeah. you know, some of these places where you just wouldn't go to if you had two or three weeks vacations. Mm -hmm. You go to Italy, you go to Spain. Well, we got to go to some pretty outstanding places that mm -hmm. we otherwise would not have gone to. Mm -hmm. So like we mentioned, the style of travel that we do is what they call slow travel. And it is, for us, it has so many benefits that, and we have really found that it works really well for us. Uh, we've tried the other kind of travel and it doesn't yeah. work so well, but it really just allows us to see places in and really get to know a place um, where when you were just going on vacation and you're in a place for three, four days, you get away from that place and then you have no idea what you saw. You forget what it was because you're just moving so fast. So we are going to, on an upcoming podcast, we're going to go into a lot deeper what slow travel really is, how it works, what it really looks like and what's involved in it. And, and one of the key things is how it saves you a lot of money. Yeah, and we're going to compare it to the fast travel mm -hmm. adventure that we tried to go on and what <laughs> makes the difference and why we prefer the slow travel. Yeah. So the next thing that we want to do, and one of the things we're going to do in each of our episodes, is we're going to bring you just a couple questions that we get asked because we get a lot of questions 
from people either through email or on our social ne- social media or right. on YouTube. Uh, and you know, we answer those questions to those individuals, but we really feel like a lot of these questions are questions that either we've been asked multiple times or they're questions other people have, and they're not gonna see the answer that we give right. for the other. And you know, we've also done uh, Q&A videos mm-hmm. on YouTube, but the problem with those is, is not everybody goes back and watches our old mm-hmm. videos. So you should, but, but not everybody does. You get new viewers all the time. So this is an opportunity for us to answer those questions. Yeah. So the first question that we have, which we get this one quite often, especially considering solo travelers, is how do we stay safe in other countries? Yeah. You know, wherever you're going, you're going to do some research online beforehand. You're going to know whether or not that country is safe or not to begin with, but you're going to want to take other precautions. We usually register online before we even go. Yeah, so when he's talking about the registering, what that is, is it's called the STEP program. And it's through, that is for the through the United States government. So if you're from another country, it might be something different for you. But the nice thing about that is, is that as a, as a really good example, actually, when we were in Turkey, we were registered in the program and they ask you what days you're entering. So what day you're gonna enter into the country and then what day you're exiting out of the country. And then during that time that you are there, you are going to get notifications of anything that is going on that you should be aware of. And so having, for that being a good example is because of the war that just broke, start, out, broke in out in Israel. Sure. We were there yep. when that happened in Turkey. And so uh, we were on the program and we would get emails of that there was going to be a protest or things like that. So that is one thing that I highly recommend doing no matter where you're going, even if it is in an area of conflict. Right. And, you know, we also do the, the local things that you should mm-hmm. always do anyway. Uh, we know our 911, whatever it mm-hmm. is. We have a pretty good idea of where the hospital's at. Yeah. Uh, we know how to... Um, get an Uber if we need one in a, mm-hmm. in a hurry. So all those little things um, you you just do anyway. Right. Really. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is that you always just want to make sure that you have stayed in contact with family, with friends. Yes, that's if you're a, good a slow one. if you're a solo traveler, um, make sure that your family knows uh, even as not a solo traveler, I when I'm booking our Airbnbs, I include, so when you're done booking it, you can then include somebody in your reservation. And so I just include my mom in our reservation right. because then she has the full listing and that if she needed to ever get a hold of either Airbnb or get a hold of, say, our host, she has that contact information. So those are just those kind of smart things to do so that somebody knows where you're at and where to start looking in case of I mean, natural disaster or anything. So there's just a lot of those steps that you can take that are going to make you feel a lot better. I should include my mom on that too. You should, yes. I I will. Sorry, (laughs) mom. Okay, next question. How do we maintain our friendships back home, maintain our relationships with our family um, while we're on the road Mm 24-7? Yeah. So, I mean, this was something that was probably concerning to us when we first left because we didn't even know how we were going to navigate that. Um, You know, I would just honestly, with social media, I can't imagine doing what we were doing so many years ago before all of those things were available to keep in contact where you just had a phone that you could call on. You know, I think that our family, first off, I can see on social media, I can see things of my, that my kids post. I can see things about my grandkids or my niece and nephew and, and stuff. So I I think that that level just kind of makes you feel a little bit like you're connected and as well as for our friends and family because of YouTube and all of our social media stuff, I think that helps them feel 
a little bit more yeah, connected. They otherwise. know where we're at for the most mm-hmm. part all the time. Uh, we do come home twice a year, mm-hmm. and the the time we get with our friends and family now um, is much more quality. Yeah, uh, we spend sure. we spend um, days with our parents. We spend mm-hmm. days with our kids. Um, we spend uh, time with our friends mm-hmm. uh, doing other things besides drinking beer in the garage mm-hmm. and throwing darts. Uh, they're more more meaningful relationships. Yeah. And the other thing to remember is, is it doesn't matter where you're traveling in the world, you are going to be able to, we have not been to one location yet where we have not been able to text message, no different than we were at home, call on the phone, uh, video chat, do any of those same things that you would do now. So I think that if you utilize all of those, it's really going to kind of help close that gap and not make you feel so far away. Right. They have internet all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So we hope that you enjoyed this. And if you want to stay in contact with us outside of a podcast, you can find us also on YouTube and our social media on Facebook and Instagram at Brian and Carrie. Uh, you can also find our website, which is brianandcarrietravels.com. Uh, and we are excited to, like we said, just start this series and bring you some new new information. New information. And we've got some ideas. But if you jump on one of those other mm-hmm. platforms decide to let us know what you would like to hear, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, or if you have a question that we're going to be answering at the end, uh, reach out on one of the social platforms. All right. Cheers. Cheers.